You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's Wednesday, and I'm here with Louis Ragoni. Hello, Dolphins. A new week, a new, a new sunrise, a new, uh, a, a new day of hope a new for day our of hope. football team, right? Yep. Are you, are you <laughs> over the hangover? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 35 nothing. It's, you know. It's a rough one. But, yeah, it uh, takes a while, but you know what? You know, we've got to focus it's Wednesday, towards, you got to turn forward, right? That's right. We got to get going. New week. A new day, uh, a new game. We go back to Las Vegas. Uh, we played there last year and uh, won in the final seconds of the game with really a, a miracle throw and catch uh, when uh, Fitzpatrick had his head twisted and somehow managed to complete the pass way downfield and uh, got into field goal range. That was a fun game, but uh, we're going to have to play better if we're going to win this coming Sunday. It wasn't a fun game, Mike. It was a fun uh, half a fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first three and a half quarters of that game was no fun whatsoever. I mean, we looked atrocious, and then all of a sudden, you know, we came to life, and uh, we pulled it out. But, yes, we're going to have to play a much better game than we did the last time we were out there, for sure. Uh, This is a better football team this year, you know, um, all the way around. they, They weren't bad last year, at least when they played us. No, they weren't. I mean, they had one of the worst defenses in the league uh, coming into our game, but boy, they didn't play like that that night. You no, know, they, they didn't. They were just, you know, they shut us down completely, as I said, for three and a half quarters. And, um, you know, we were fortunate enough to pull that out because the defense kept us close enough. And uh, that's what our defense does. So, you know, we'll see what take it takes place. We'll talk about all that, uh, I guess, now, right? Yeah, yeah, let's We're, do that. Why don't you tell me how they're going to stop the Raiders' offense? Well, um, their running game uh, has not been all that good up to this point. Uh, Jacobs, 34 yards rushing over two games. I think he was hurt last week. Uh, Drake is averaging 1.5 yards a carry, or our old boy, uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, he's got 20 yards rushing through two games. And Barber, their other running back, has 32 yards rushing over the first two games of the season. So combined, their top three running backs, Mike, are less than 100 yards over the two games up to this point. Okay, so now that's not to say they don't have ability. I mean, we know what Drake's capable of, and we know what Josh Jacobs is capable of. He's a very, very good running back but they are not running the ball through two games. So what you have to do here is, you know, they have a passing game right now. I mean, Carr has 
817 yards he's through two games. number one in yardage. Yeah, it's been unbelievable. I mean, 400 yards in both games. Um, you know, he's got four touchdowns. He has thrown one pick through the, through the first two games of the season. Dear receivers, Riggs, Ruggs, I should say, Renfro in the slot, and Edwards, Brian Edwards on the outside. All three of them are playing extremely well up to this point. And then you throw Waller, who's probably, I mean, he's... He's a beast. Uh, man, I'll <laughs> tell you what. Um, Kelsey, I'd probably put in front of him. Yep. Um, other than that, including the guy in San Francisco, I think Waller's second best tight end in the league right now. I mean, he is a major mismatch. Um, so... What do we do against this team? Um, we probably come out in a nickel defense again. You're going to have to have our rookie, safety, Holland, in the game quite a bit, possibly covering Waller. Um, we saw what happened last year when we attacked them with a safety. Right, Eric uh, Rowe. Eric Rowe had a very, very good game. I mean, people are going to say he didn't, but sometimes I say this all the time, you got to give the other team or the other player credit. Um, he was just making incredible catches, and Rowe yep. was all over him yep. the whole game. Um, yep. You know, I remember the game like it was yesterday, and Rowe had good coverage, but, you know, Carr was just throwing perfect passes, and Waller was making fantastic catches on the other end. So, you know, what do you do? You go out there, maybe you get a guy, a younger guy like Holland on him, and um, you just try to take him out of the game. Uh, no matter which way, no matter how, you have to get him taken out of the football game. You have to throw a lot of coverage his way, and you, we put our two corners on the outside on their two receivers, and, you know, you just uh, cross your fingers and hope that they don't run the football well. Um, I think that that strategy would work. I mean, the, the, the positive to all this, Mike, is that their strength goes into our strength. You know, the big, the big, big elephant and the big, big question mark going into this week is the pass rush and yep. whether we can get enough pressure on Carr without necessarily blitzing him quite a bit. I mean, you know, you mix it in as much as you can. But um, I think that because of all of these really, really good receivers, um, you know, you're putting yourself at risk if you're sending safeties and stuff in and maybe not doubling up on Waller because uh, he's capable of getting wide open immediately off the line of scrimmage. He's just an incredible athlete. He's going to be hard to defend. There's no question They like about to it. play three receivers in the tight end, and uh, that gives you a lot to worry about in the secondary. So, uh, you know, Jones and Howard will be tested. Coleman will be tested. And uh, whoever they assign on Waller obviously will be tested. So, you know, Carr is playing really, really well. But the one Achilles heel they have is their offensive line. Their offensive line is not playing well. And that's, that's why uh, uh, their rushing totals are so low. And, uh, uh, you know, teams, teams are able to, you know, get after Carr. But... Uh, He's playing at a very high level, so it, it really hasn't stopped him. Not at all. I mean, he's been sacked five times through the two games, but yep. they've thrown a ton of passes, Mike. Yep. So, you know, that percentage of, of them getting to him, right? you know, and the amount of times that he has actually dropped back to throw the football, it's not, it's not that great. I mean, it sounds like a decent amount, but it's not. 
It really right. isn't. No, I um, agree. It, it, you know, it's he, he's, he's not a rookie anymore. You know, Carr's been around a while, and uh, he's a veteran, and he, he should be able to play with a little bit of pressure. Absolutely. I mean, just to my point, Mike, 93 pass attempts, and they've gotten to him five times. Yep. So, yeah. Actually, you know, that, that's 93 pass attempts. So, um, obviously, he wouldn't have had a pass attempt um, on the sack there. So, right. you know, right. he's thrown the ball close to 100 times, and they've gotten to him five times, the right. two teams that they've played against. So, it is what it is. You know, we're going to have to, you know, create a pass rush among our, our guys. I mean, this team is very similar to Buffalo in the fact that, you know, their passing game is their key, um, you know, to their offense right now through two games. I mean, they're two and O, but, um, you know, again, you know, they're playing into our strength in regard to our secondary and the fact that we can put X man and Jones man, the man on both rugs and, uh, the kid Edwards out there on the outside right. and then, you know, go after Waller with an extra player. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but you know, I like it. You know, I, I think our defense matches up well against them that you mentioned the, your offensive line. I mean, hopefully our defensive line can create, can create a good amount of pressure on car and force him into some mistakes. And, uh, you know, our defense is capable of doing that. They do it every single week. So I don't expect anything different from them this week. Okay. Week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you won't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 3 game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on a football game. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, so that, that pretty much sums up uh, the matchups. Um, and you like Miami's chances of slowing them down? I do. I do. I mean, Pittsburgh last week had some issues with him. And you know how good Pittsburgh's defense is. Yeah, they beat two Um, good teams. They beat two pretty good football teams. Um, You know, I put our secondary up against anybody's in the league. I mean, it may very well be the best one in the league. But, man, when you don't have a pass rush, Mike, I mean, that's where the issue lies. I mean, our secondary will come up with a lot a lot of turnovers this year. If we get pressure on the quarterback, it's it's just an absolute necessity. It's going to be a necessity this week. 
it's going to be a necessity going forward. Through two games, it's pretty much been non-existent. It's one of the worst pass rushes in the league. And, uh, you know, me and you talk about this all the time. Games are won at the line of scrimmage. You know, on both sides of the line of scrimmage right now through two games, we're showing some weakness there. And, um, you know, going forward, that can be a major problem. Uh, the positive is, is that we've got a young guy that we drafted that has to step up. I mean, it, you know, it's the here and now right now. And, um, you know, Van Ginkel, uh, we, you know, he's got to get pressure and Agba, you know, they've got guys that are capable of doing it. They just have to do it. You know, that right. they, they have to produce. Aguaman as well. Yep, exactly. My guy, you know, Baker, the same thing. I mean, the interesting thing about Baker is he is not rushing the quarterback. They are not sending no, him in on they've blitzes. They've kept him in coverage for the most part. In coverage. And I don't know if it's, you know, circumstance that teams are dictating that to us to where, you know, we have to almost do that. I don't know what the situation is, but they are not sending Baker in, in to, to rush the quarterback at all. I mean, very few times has he done it through two games, and it's a possibility that he doesn't do it again this week. I mean, he may be matched up with Waller, you know, on short uh, situations and Holland over the top, but, um, I'm, you know, I think that they need to double up on Waller, you know, the whole game basically. And, um, and go that route, as I said earlier. So the pass rush by our four down guys, it's going to have to happen. You know, they're going to have to get a pass rush with just four guys coming after them. Let's talk about our offensive line for a minute. Do we have to? Well, yeah, we kind of do. Yeah. So, you know, the team has decided they want to maybe move people around a little bit. And, and of course, they're not being specific on, on who is going to get moved where. Okay. Uh, but one of the possibilities that was uh, brought up was uh, Eichenberg at left tackle, Jackson inside the guard, Dieter at center, Davis at guard, and Hunt at right tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you think if they did that? Well, going way, way back, Mike, I liked Hunt at the tackle position. Um, right. You liked him at the guard position. Well, um, I, I think he'll make a better guard. It's not that I didn't like him at tackle. Right. Um, with that being said, um, I don't mind that switch because Davis is, has struggled a bit, um, whether he's somewhat injured or not. The bottom line is that he has struggled. Um, so in that scenario, what do you do? You know, you, you, you try to improve the team somehow, some kind of way. Now, why you would wait until you're three games into the season to do this, I don't know. You had a whole training camp. You're watching these guys in practice every day. You had a couple of preseason games. Um, you know, at this point, it might be a good thing. It might not be. I don't know. I don't like the fact that they're doing it on the run here per se, but uh -huh. they have to do something, right? I mean, that's, you know, on, on, you know, it's like a catch 22, Mike. It's like, you know, you've got, you've got a bad product there. So do you tinker with the product and, you know, and try to make it a little bit better or do you, or are you going to make it even that much worse than right. what it's already right. than it what has already been so with that being said i don't mind hunt going outside um you know davis going inside he's played that position so he has experience there um eichenberg 
you know, listen, Jackson is failing us right now. Um, he didn't look good at all last week. So I think that something has to be done at that left tackle position. It's as simple as that. I mean, we saw this last year, Mike. I mean, when when Jesse Davis moved over to left tackle, he actually did a very good job while Jackson was down last year. Yeah. And I thought he played better. And they, they were more successful in that situation. So I don't know what you know, what the, uh, what the deal is going to be now moving Jackson inside the guard. Maybe that helps him. Um, maybe he's, you know, he doesn't have to do as much there. He can block the guy directly in front of him without the ability to, you know, say go outside of him or, you know, shake and bake him inside, whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, I don't have a problem with Jackson going directly to the bench and keeping Kinley in there at left guard either. Yeah, for some reason, Kinley seems to find himself in the doghouse. Yeah, he does. You know, I know that um, he didn't grade out all that well, but he graded out better than Jackson did. I know that. So, um, you know, last week, if I'm not mistaken. And the week, and well, the week before Jackson didn't play. But regardless of the fact, they have to do something to improve the football team if that's what they want to do on this given week against uh, two really good defensive ends, Mike. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to get to that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So, Well, that's the problem that they face. They, they are facing two very, very good defensive ends. Mm-hmm. Las Vegas can bring the heat. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ngakwe and uh, Crosby are, are playing at a high level. Yes. Crosby is actually the number one edge rusher as far as grade goes. And uh, Ngakwe is seventh. Yep. And then That's you've crazy. Got, yeah, then you've got two cornerbacks who are, who are pretty good, too. You know, you've got Casey Hayward and you've got Mullen. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you got know, a nice you, safety in Abram there. Yep. Yes. Yep. So Your middle linebacker, Perryman. The offense is going to be challenged. Again. Yes. Yeah, so... You know, I mean, this, this to me, you know, is really, really critical on how they decide to uh, defend the outside, you know, with their offensive line. Right. Um, you know, the thing is this, Mike, you know, our offense, I think on this given week, I think we're better off with Brissett because of the fact that these two defensive ends are trouble. Um, I think that um, Brissett will be able to um, extend plays. Uh, he's not as easy to take down. Um, I think that you are going to, regardless of what we do across that offensive line, I think the Raiders are still going to put pressure on us. I think that their defense is extremely solid, like you mentioned. I mean, across the board, they have – I mean, they, Mike, they picked up K.J. Wright, who's another really good linebacker that I was hoping the Dolphins might grab. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the old Seattle yep. linebacker, another very, very solid player. Um, with all that being said, I think on this given week, um, I don't expect Tua to play. I'd be shocked if he did. I think it's a mistake if he does. I think they should probably rest him for a week. I if- agree with you because I think that, you know, his arm isn't the strongest to begin with. Right. And uh, if those ribs are hurting him, he's not going to get quite as much on his throws, and that's probably not a recipe for success. No. I I mean, honestly, I don't know how he could recoup from that uh, within a week. And personally, I think that they shouldn't even tinker with it. I think that 
you put Brissett out there with the number ones and let them work together on this given week and you know bring Tua back the following week if he's if he's healthy enough if the following ready. week mm-hmm. if he's ready but for this given week i think that our best chance of winning is with Brissett at quarterback in this particular game um especially if you're tinkering with the offensive line i mean if they make all these changes mike which will be four across the five positions, I mean, that's a lot of tinkering. Yep. You know, you, you, you're switching four positions out. I'm not saying for certain that's what they're going to do. Nobody knows what they're going to do. Right. But the, the possibility is there. And, you know, I mean, I'm open to it if it's going to help us. You know, I just question the timing and, and you know, and the fact that they're now tinkering with it. Um you know, so well, it, do you want Jackson and Davis to stay at right tackle and them at left and right tackle and them not tinker? Uh, not at this point, Mike. But I mean, you know, as as I mentioned, I mean, you had a whole preseason and a whole training uh-huh. camp to see what they were doing in practice. Yep. I mean, you know, uh, you know, Ogba's no slouch. So in practice, he's going against one of these guys, you know, day in and day out. So I mean, they had to know what was there um, going in. So. Yep. You know, listen, if it helps, if it if it's something that they feel is going to help us, then great. You know, try it. You know, what's the worst that can happen? It can't get any worse. Well, that's right? just it. That's We're just rock it. bottom right yeah, now. It's, right? it's going to be tough to play worse. Right. It's going to be tough to go down from where we are now. You can't go down any further. I think what we're the worst offensive line in football, the second worst offensive line in football. Right well, we're now. the worst offense in football, so that. <laughs> that tells the story, okay? Yeah, that tells you the story, exactly. You know, we knew going in it was going to be somewhat of a challenge, and um, they have proven us right. Uh, they haven't done anything to change our minds in regard to that. Now, with all that being said, Mike, I think that with the addition of Fuller on the outside this week, if, of course, he plays, because last week when we did the preview show, we were um, – you know, well, we were expecting he's back, him. So he's back, so mm-hmm. I don't see why he wouldn't. Well, we've Unless seen crazier stuff. Ready. We've seen guys go AWOL on us, and I, I don't know what it is about our football team, Mike, but we have we seem to have the craziest scenarios that pop up at times. So until <laughs> I actually see him in uniform warming up before the game. <laughs> I hear you. You know, I'm not counting him in, but. With that being said, if he is in, I think it helps us on the outside incredibly. I mean, it's a big, big step up from the guys that that were playing opposite Parker last week. Um, well, it helps Parker. Oh, without a doubt, it helps the offense as a whole. Yep. You know, you've got another really good option on the outside. It puts pressure on the Raider defense, and hopefully, it opens up the middle of the field for Gasecki, who's basically been non-existent through two games. And, um, you know, listen, the thing is this, is that one way or another, we're going to have to score points this week. The offense is going to have to be uh, a better unit as a whole, all the way across the board. I mean, I'm talking the running backs blocking, um, you know, Gaskin may have hurt himself quite a bit by not being able to block last week. Um, Yeah, he, he was pretty bad. You may see a lot more of Malcolm Brown, and you may see you know them passing out of those situations. Um, 
you know, and it hurts our running game, you know, if Malcolm Brown's on the field. I think Gaskins is a much better runner, obviously. Uh, he creates more problems for defense, but if he can't block and he's just getting blown up, then that creates a problem for our quarterback. We've got to get the ball down the field in passing situations. So personally, Mike, I think that you're going to see a much better uh, team as a whole, especially on the offense this week. I think they're going to be much more prepared. I think this defense that we're going against is a very, very good defense, but I think that the offense is going to look much better than they have in these first two weeks. I expect them to be prepared and ready to go. If our tackles hold up, which is a big if, yes, um, I, I I agree with you. I do th- I do think they can move the ball on this football team. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see them run a little bit more than they have in the past couple of games, right? Uh, just to keep that pass rush a step slower. Yes, you know I I don't think you can be throwing the ball fifty times. I just don't think that's a recipe for success with this team. No, I mean, you know, and again, that goes back to the offensive line. You're right. Go ahead. Did yep. you have something else, Mike? No, but that's it. I mean, balance. You got to have some balance. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying balance. they have to be equal, but, you, you know, let, let's run the ball 35 to 40% of the time instead of, you know, 10% of the time. Agreed. Now, well, here's the thing, okay? And, you know, there, there are people out there that are in denial of this, but this is the bottom line. You know, if two is in the football game, then they're bringing the heat. They're yep. having guys in the box. With Brissett at quarterback, they have to be a little bit more conservative. I mean, they may attempt to get to us early, you know, sending blitzes and trying to create problems for our offensive line. Right. But Brissett is capable of extending plays and getting the ball down the field. He did it quite a bit last week. Um, our, our receivers obviously didn't help him over and over again. But the bottom line is, is that they're going to have to be a little bit more conservative in regard to how they're going to be playing defense against us if he, in fact, is the quarterback, which I think helps quite a bit. You know, so again, you know, on this given week, I think that uh, Brissett's going to be a nice fit. And I think that we're going to be able to make plays. I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised with the offense this week. I think that Flores is going to be in their ass um, all week. He probably has already. I don't expect them to come out and throw another stink bomb like they did last week. I just can't say it. So what's what's your prediction? You're going to be surprised by this, but I think we can win this game. I think we win it 24-21. I am surprised by that. Yep. I think the Raiders score 35 and we score 17. Wow. You expect them to score 35 points. Wow, Mike. You're not giving our defense uh, a lot of credit there, are you? Well, or do you, you know, think it's going it's, to it's be ba- the offense? It's back to what I said to you last week. You know, when you can't move the ball, they get more possessions, and when they get more possessions, they score more points. <laughs> Same theory. You know, until we show we can move the ball consistently and score, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it puts the defense in a bad situation because they're going to get tireder, they're going to be on the field more, and they're just going to end up giving up more points. So 35 points two weeks in a row, Mike. I don't see it. I think the defense is going to be up to the task. Well, I hope well. you're right. I mean, I want to see, you know, I want to see us with the 35 and them with the 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I expect, listen, we, you know, we went against their offense last year, right? And we did a pretty solid job on them, um, even with Waller just playing phenomenal. Now, oh, yeah. 
uh, Carr was playing pretty well last year as well. I mean, he's a good quarterback. I like him personally. You know, I think he's he's a very, very good quarterback. But, um, you know, he's RG- had his ups and downs, but I think he's at a, at a good level now. He's at a good level now. He's playing at a very high level so far this season, and he's played, as you mentioned earlier, some pretty good teams, including the Pittsburgh D last yep. week. But, again, you know, our, I think our defense and I think our team as a whole are going to be very much more prepared than they were last week. Now, if we don't, Mike, then uh, it's going to be a long year. That's all I could tell you. I mean, the last thing – you want to see is a team coming out and playing as they did last week all over again. I mean, you know, you just can't have it. I mean, you have to go out there. You have to compete. You have to compete. Um, If we don't compete this week, then uh, you're going to see a lot of changes, you know, across the board. I don't know what what type of changes they can do because the roster is the roster. That's just it. We have to have the guys that are on the field, the 22 starters, and then all the guys that come in and and play uh, certain roles on this team all make plays. And I'm talking across the board. I'm talking about Albert Wilson. You know, when he's the third or fourth receiver on the field, he's got to make those catches. Waddell, when he's put back there to, to return a punt, not fumbling, instead creating a big play for us in, at a, you know in a key in a key time of the game. I mean, all of these mistakes across the board absolutely killed us. Grant with the fumble, yeah. um, you know, you can't have that. You just can't. I mean, you know, the result of that is a thirty-five nothing game, right. and the offensive line has to play well. I mean, they can't have guys just getting to the quarterback in less than three seconds. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, me and you could have probably held up better against them. I mean, you can't. I saw that hit time that he got buried on, and uh, it was two seconds. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't do that. I mean, you know, I listen, this is the NFL. You know, the guys that are there right now uh, may not be there through through a couple more games. I mean, because for one thing Flores does is, he, you know, he if you're not producing, then you're not going to play. It's that simple. And it doesn't matter whether you were number one pick. Um, you know, Igbenogany is a perfect case of that. I mean, he's inactive. You know, if he's not one of the best 53 on that given Sunday, he's not on the field. It's that simple. And, um, you know, that goes for Jackson and anybody else on this football team. So, you know, these guys need to step up and they need to play a much better game than they did last week across the board. Just plain and simple. Pass rush wise, on the defense, everybody's got to play better. Everybody. And I think they're going to, as I said, and I think that somehow, some kind of way that we win this football game. All right. With that, Lou, I think we're going to close it out. All right. Um, Thanks for joining me this morning. Very welcome. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We truly do appreciate it. And uh, after the uh, Raider game, we'll be back to talk about it. And until then, fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time.
Be well and take care. 